the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Two deputies shot. One was killed as they transported a suspect to court in Kansas City, Kansas on Friday. When they pulled into the parking lot and ready to transport these inmates, they were overcome. It is very possible that with their own firearm, they were both shot. And Major Kelly Bailiff with the Wyandotte County Sheriff's Office says that's apparently where the suspect managed to obtain one of the officer's weapons, killing one, the other hospitalized in critical condition. Former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort is going to jail. Manafort was ordered into custody by a federal judge citing newly filed obstruction of justice charges. He's accused of witness tampering and becomes the first Trump campaign official to be jailed as part of special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. That's why House correspondent Greg Cluxton reporting on Wall Street Friday. The Dow was down 85 points. This is SRN News. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in, in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth. He knows what he believes, and he's going to know that, that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our age hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Welcome back, King Bane Show. Business 1440. 
Okay, I've been doing radio for quite some time. I'm pretty sure that's the first time that's been the rejoin at the top of an hour. <laughs> that's terrific. Uh, anyway, 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions or comments, because we might have a few. We have, uh, we turned on the, uh, the spry light to see if we could, the, the beam that shines over St. Paul to, uh, signal that, uh, John Spry's services are needed. And indeed he is here, professor of economics at, uh, the University of St. Thomas. Uh, John, good morning. Good morning. Happy to be with you. Great, thanks, John. Um, you and I have both harped on uh, on the tax conformity question um, all spring long. Uh, unfortunately, the bill didn't get passed, and I I don't want to really focus on politics. I want to focus on two parts of the economics. One thing that you have emphasized repeatedly is sort of a direct cost measure of the failure to pass conformity. In terms of a, uh, in terms of the amount of time you spend in doing these forms, could you tell our listeners here on Business fourteen forty how much additional time you think it's going to take to do your taxes next year? Um, yes. So uh, first, what has happened because the federal tax code has changed so much, uh, Minnesota law is based on the federal tax code before um, the Tax Cut and Jobs uh, Act of 2017. So Mm -hmm. if Minnesota doesn't pass a law, when you go to do uh, your taxes next spring, you're going to have to do your federal tax form. Then you're going to have to do a tax form we haven't seen yet that will be uh, just for Minnesota, and it will be essentially how to deal with the mess, and then you'll have to uh, fill out a regular Minnesota uh, tax form. So I went to the IRS and uh, got some uh, data that I I just think in general is kind of fascinating. The IRS says um, uh, for our taxes we just did in April, their estimate is the average individual taxpayer has to spend 12 hours of compliance costs, not having fun with your family, not working and providing for your family, but just doing paperwork, plus $210 in costs. And so that's taking the costs from people that hire accountants and spend thousands of dollars to people that buy TurboTax to just uh, uh, people that go to like uh, a local uh, tax preparer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I did is I took a look and it says that actually completing the form and submitting that is four hours of time. And right. so without having seen what the Department of Revenue still has not been able to show anybody that's this extra form, four hours is a, is a reasonable estimate of how much more time, because you'll have to learn about this. This isn't the normal way you would do your taxes. And then uh, they talk about record keeping that they say, according to the IRS, is five hours to do your taxes. And I'm saying that this, just to be the best estimate I can come up with, adds two hours of extra record keeping and four hours of, of trying to find this form and understand it and fill it out and comply with that. So when you put that together 
and you realize that there are 2.9 million individual tax forms in Minnesota, um, and you value people's time at the average wage, which is $27 an hour in the state, that comes up with an estimate of $470 million. And again, that's a rough estimate in extra wasted compliance costs because our taxes are what CPAs are calling a mess or a nightmare. $470 million of lost, basically lost and, and I time. Haven't even, I haven't right? even tried to talk about the corporate taxes, which would be much oh, more complex also. That's just the individual side. So, so I mean, it, it is a big number. It is a big number. So to remind people, we're, the, the GDP of the state of Minnesota is about $330 billion. So this Probably is three hundred and forty billion. Now. Yeah, three thirty, three forty. Okay, uh, and somewhere in there. And so we're talking about something that's more than a tenth of a percent. So just by not conforming to the federal form, we've cost ourselves one tenth of one percent of GDP. If we thought about that in in job terms, we could probably do some estimate of the number of jobs lost because or work lost because uh, we spent our time filling out these extra forms, right? So Yeah, it, it's a use, useless exercise that you could, you could think about in a, uh, a cartoon bubble as having to dig a giant hole in Minnesota, fill it up with extra tax forms, and then bury it. So you really haven't produced anything valuable at all. All you've done is you've filled out these extra forms, because it is, a, it is kind of a sign that we aren't we really shouldn't view ourselves as a particularly good government state. This this is something without getting into partisan politics, a competent functioning state government should be able to do. Now to, John to pass a law uh, to have federal tax conformity. Most other states are able to do this. We so far have been unable to do it. Now, now it's a different deal for different states. So there's some states that just don't collect an income tax, and so it's it's irrelevant to them. Um, that they just rely on a sales tax or or live almost entirely on property taxes. But uh, uh, John Spry, one of the things there are states like California and Connecticut and Illinois where this really is a big deal. So if we think about if we think about those states that have a have a strong reliance on the income tax, how many of them have made the change? Um, I think I think California and New York, for example, I think they've already passed their conformity okay. law. Okay, and now they they've done this this other thing that will uh, probably end up on court in court, where um, what the federal law did was basically broaden the tax base, not perfectly, but in, in general, in a fairly good way, and lower rates. Um, and one of the broad, base broadeners is a limit that you can only deduct 10000 per return in uh, state and local taxes as a tax deduction. Right. And that is going to affect states like California, New York, New Jersey, also Minnesota, more than it's going to affect a state like Wyoming or Texas that uh, don't use a state income tax. 
And right. so some of those states that, that are very affected by the federal law change have actually done federal tax conformity now. Right. But some of them, as I recall, and I, and I don't know where that legislation is at this point, uh, but I did read something this week about the federal response to it. Uh, and I'm sure you're more up to speed on this than I am. Some of them have tried to use a, a workaround in, in so far as you could give money. Uh, you could somehow take a, a, a contribution to a, to a nonprofit in lieu because nonprofit deduct charitable contributions are unlimited as a deduction. Um, and that you could get money to the, you could get money to your state government for purposes of purposes of public expenditure and get them counted as contributions through some changes in state tax law. Um, my understanding, New New York approach, right. New York has has passed this law to say you can, you can give, uh, you can uh, give these donations to, like, uh, New York Education, and uh, there'll be a charitable deduction. Um, and, and for New York law, they have the power to do that. However, for federal law, for federal law, the um, IRS may rule that, no, this, this is not a charitable contribution because it's reducing your state tax liability by the amount you give to the state charity. So we haven't we haven't had the final ruling by the IRS and then whatever the IRS rules probably will go to a court and the the general sense is these are unlikely to uh, hold up in uh, the final analysis by a court. Uh, uh, we're talking with uh, Professor John Spry from the University of St. Thomas uh, here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Talk about tax conformity, but also this this little wrinkle about how states are trying to protect themselves as they pass the conformity law. They're also making those changes. Did the state of Minnesota ever, did the legislature or the governor ever propose this kind of workaround for high-income taxpayers in Minnesota so that they could protect uh, they could protect the size of the deductions here in the state? Uh, off the top of my head, I think there may have been some DFL backbenchers that introduced legislation, uh, but nobody that I, I can remember from the legislative leadership or the governor's office um, uh, made a proposal to, to be like New York and to try this will reduce your will we'll reduce your your state income tax if you donate to the state educational fund and and so and so it seemed to, it seemed to me one of the questions about about the why it didn't pass was whether or not someone was waiting for this kind of arrangement to be included say to say well we'll pass your tax conformity bill but uh, you have to have this instead, but that's not the reason oh, why it didn't I don't pass. Think that, I don't think that was any part of the negotiations. Um, uh, maybe after the break, I can come back and tell you a, just a little bit of the negotiation theory that, okay. that would indicate why things broke down. 
All right. Well, and, 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 and what a good radio professional you are, Professor John Spry. You know when my breaks happen. Uh, <laughs> it does take a little bit. But anyway, let me, let me reset this, and, we'll, and, and then we'll bring you back in the next segment. Uh, we're talking about tax conformity. Tax conformity, once more, is the ability of federal, of state taxes to conform to changes that have been made in federal tax law from the, from the uh, uh, taxes and Job Cut Act of uh, 2017. That has uh, uh, Tax Cut and Job Act of 2017. That has not happened here. And Professor just said that's going to cost us over four hundred thousand, four hundred million dollars. We'll talk more with him after this here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. If you're paying too much for your health insurance, listen carefully. Due to recent changes in the law, you could be overpaying $500 or more per month on your health care. There are new, more affordable health care options with better coverage. These plans are exempt from the Affordable Care Act and now open to everyone. Health care options with better benefits, costing 30 to 60% less than Obamacare plans and giving you the freedom to see almost any doctor or hospital in the country. Forbes calls this the health care plan that is saving families $20,000 a year. And over 1 million Americans have already taken Taking advantage of this game-changing healthcare program. Call 800-239-7174 now to find out how much you'll save. Employers, you too can save 50% or more on group medical insurance with health sharing. Our licensed advisors can take away all the stress of finding the right plan for your needs and budget. Best of all, our service is free. This one call could be the best decision you make this year, so don't delay. Call now to see how much you can save. For your free quote, call 800-239-7174. That's 800-239-7174. 800-239-7174. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. Great Garage Door has been serving folks like you since 1985. With an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, they're the people you can trust. Offering free estimates on new doors and same-day service on existing doors. 651-486-0000 or online at greatgaragedoor.com. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio. They go together like Mario and Luigi. It's me, Mario. Listen anytime, anywhere. 
at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. We're talking about taxes with uh, the best economist to talk taxes with, Professor John Spry at the University of St. Thomas. Uh, welcome back, John. And you were going to talk about the negotiation. I, and I'm aware that uh, Governor Dayton uh, decided to make, the, make uh, the tax conformity bill contingent on uh, money in terms of additional school aid, but uh, do you have a different take on that particular on that particular negotiation? Yeah, and it it ties into the the compliance costs. If you look at um, the IRS table, I, I tweeted out at KB mm-hmm. uh, pound KBRS. Um, a lot of the compliance costs they're not the same for all taxpayers. Uh, the compliance costs are going to be messier for taxpayers that itemize, and they're going to be messier for taxpayers that have business income. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of this is the the governor looked and said uh, the Republicans' constituents, who tend to have a higher percentage of people with business income, they're the people that are going to have more of the, the pain of the more complicated taxes, because um, and so that that says he that he felt like he was in a, a stronger bargaining position. Um, OK. And so he was going to try to hold out not just for tax related things, but other things, because while I did a, a call, an estimate of like the average, uh, there's a lot of skewness in that average uh, towards businesses, because um, essentially, if you have business income, you're going to have to be keeping two sets of tax uh, books um, this entire year. The old tax code and the new tax code, for example, for depreciation, because uh, Minnesota will be using different depreciation schedules than the federal government. And right. so that that was my, my theory on, on the negotiation is it, it was something where um, – I'm not actually that surprised they couldn't do this um, because I think the governor felt he had a lot. He had a, had a lot of negotiating power. Um, and one of the things I wanted to stress is um, if you just think about and fairness is kind of a vague concept, but you might think one part of tax fairness would be you should be able to see what the 2018 tax code is while it's right. still 2018. Ah, you're but, getting to my point. Yep, yep. I do. I think it's fair. Go ahead. Un- unfortunately, we're in this very weird, very strange situation where, according to the governor's current position, that he's not calling a special session for tax conformity. Um, nobody will know what their 2018 taxes are until the tax year is over. And this adds some uncertainty. We have at the federal level a president that's creating tariff and trade barrier uncertainty. And then other countries like China and Canada retaliate, and that creates uncertainty about 
well, what will be the, tr- the trade conditions if I'm an exporter or if I'm importing things? Um, but at the, at the state level, um, you may be trying to make a decision of, should I make this investment or not? And you're trying to do uh, the standard capital budgeting analysis that you need to do to run your business. And you might get two different answers based on what you guess Minnesota is going to do. And so that is going to have a tendency to just make you a little, little bit more hesitant to make a big financial commitment to 2018. And that's exactly the issue I have. And 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 the point here the point here uh, uh John Spry is that loss from from investments not taken because of not made because of uncertainty. That's on top of that half a billion dollar compliance costs that you talked about in the previous segment so it's actually that half a billion dollars is actually in my mind an understatement of the true cost of what's happened here and not retrievable okay because once you don't make an investment in 2018 and 2018 comes to an end and 2019 has a new legislature and a new governor you can't get that back yeah, the, this this is uh, one of the one of the costs of this policy uncertainty, and uh, uh, one of the things that is just frustrating is uh, the governor and the legislature have the power. The governor can call a special session. The legislature can agree to just pass tax conformity, and they should be able to find something. And maybe it doesn't have to be what the tax code will be for two thousand nineteen. For next year, but they should be able to pass something that just is about this tax year now. Because if they did it by September, um, there'd be time for then people to make these decisions. People that were holding off would have the uncertainty resolved. Everybody could read the tax code. The people at TurboTax and and uh, other yeah. software companies could start their programming process. Um, and one of the things that's been, and I actually hold out some hope for this, um, that uh, uh, is I think what uh, the economics and the policy and the accounting community has provided to the governor and the legislature has not been as, uh, as, full, uh, as full of information as it might have been. For example, I would think if the governor would see this is the list of forms and the instructions you have to fill out because there's no tax conformity and nobody's allowed to see those. If, if he could see that and then see, Oh, if we did federal tax conformity, this is the, the two tax bills you vetoed. This is what the tax forms would look like. That might like actually have an effect on the governor's decision making. Unfortunately, he hasn't been presented with that information, nor have the legislative leaders uh, been given an estimate um, by anybody in state government of how much time is going to be wasted on compliance costs. And I think if that information was available to both the governor and the legislature, it would move them towards reaching, like, uh, not a, a... a breathtaking tax law, but just the basic blocking and tackling of avoiding the unnecessary waste from from extra compliance costs. 
John, I, one thing one thing that popped in my head as you were describing this, I can think of an organization in state government that might have the ability to request the information and the motivation to publish it without uh, waiting on uh, on the uh, Department of Revenue to provide it, and that would be that legislative budget office that was created just last year. Unfortunately, the legislative budget office doesn't legally exist until January of next year. <sighs> so if we had a legislative budget office, they could do some of these things. Unfortunately, the only people in state government that, that seem to be allowed to do this currently is the Minnesota Department of Revenue, and they have been unwilling throughout this whole thing to show people. And, and again, there were... You could have any plan. You could do a compromise plan. Say this is the compromise we're looking at. What would these forms and instructions look like? The Department of Revenue, and I'm not making this up, is unable currently to even tell us how many lines get added to our tax forms. Something that basic. Because this is so complicated, the Revenue Department can't tell us. And if it's that complicated that here in June – they can't tell us how many lines are getting added to our tax form. How can they think that it won't have any compliance costs for taxpayers? Right. And, and John, just to drive, drive the point home, I think, even better, what was the estimate of there, – there's an estimate that would come out in, in what, what would be called a revenue note, something that this new legislative budget office would create that currently is created by the administration um, – uh, by by deed and then and with in conjunction with Department of Revenue, did they ever put a price tag? They must have put a price tag on on what conformity would have changed in terms of the of the amount of the budget. Um. Uh. Uh. Just yeah. I believe if we just did conformity but didn't do any other changes, mm-hmm. uh, the state would gain. Uh, over four hundred million in revenue. The st- not, nobody okay. actually proposed doing that, right? But if if Minnesota just did conformity and no other change, uh, state tax collections were forecast to go up. So why um, why wouldn't they pass tax con- go up four hundred million? Go up four hundred million if we pass tax conformity. Um, and nothing and and no other changes. And that's essentially because the federal tax base tends to be broader than the old federal tax base. Right, right, right. I see. I, 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 I have it now. So there was 400 million and then, and what they wanted to avoid was the possibility that that 400 million would then be available to, for tax reduction, which is the next step that you would normally take in that. And they and they chose sim- simply to forego it. So, so we had four hundred million available for a, you know, from tax conformity that could have then been distributed back to taxpayers or, or so on, and or or put to additional spending, and that was not, and, and they chose instead to forego that money. That's just really strange, John. That 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 was that was the out. Now I I will say some of that is. Uh, tied up in really arcane things about the corporate tax because 
there will be for about eight years um, uh, the deem repatriation money where corporate profits that were held overseas, even if you don't bring them back to the U.S., the new tax law will say your past overseas income that's already been taxed by, say, Sweden or Ireland will now be deemed uh, repatriated, and you'll have to pay uh, taxes on that um, whether or not you repatriate it and bring it to the U.S. And Mm -hmm. so... um, there was a dispute between the governor and the legislature on whether Minnesota should try to somehow allocate or apportion um, foreign income to the state of Minnesota. And Mm. regardless of what happens with the legislative outcome, that probably is headed to a court case over what are the powers of a state to tax economic activity that is in a foreign country. Oh, that's that, that's a very that, that that's a very complicated thing. So that four hundred million plus from full federal tax conformity without any other changes is assuming Minnesota would win all the court challenges about the ability to uh, collect taxes on income in a foreign country without uh, without doing apportionment for how that income was earned in a foreign country. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a more arcane thing. But the, 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 basic, uh, the basic headline should be, we don't have to do this. I mean, the legislature is adjourned. Usually if we have a tornado, uh, thankfully most tornadoes are not half-billion-dollar disasters. They're often uh, tens of millions of dollars. But if we had a tornado and we had a disaster go through uh, a small town, there very often would be a special session to deal with that. Right. That The numbers are, this is a man-made disaster of basically filling out paperwork that doesn't need to be filled out, burying it in a hole, and instead of doing anything productive, we are totally, completely wasting the brain power and the time and the money of Minnesotans by having a ridiculously complex tax code if we don't do federal tax conformity. So um, it's not just the governor, it's also the lawmakers. There should be some negotiated agreement they can uh, uh, get to, um, and maybe it's just for one year to get us through the next tax filing season. But um, it's so much better than wasting over half a billion dollars. And when I say waste, it's really clear. This isn't like, oh, you're getting something. This is just pure, total destruction. Economically, like a tornado makes you clean up your place and you have to rebuild and you add up that rebuilding cost. This is the same thing. You have to, uh, in order to not go to jail, do these extra forms and give up that time uh, with your family or at your job. And um, that's not the way to have a better economy. I try to uh, say that productivity is really important. And this is an anti-productivity tax code that we're facing next year. Right. 
John Spry, uh, professor at the uh, University of St. Thomas. John, thank you so much for your time today. I think we'll I think we'll leave it there because that was as good a summary as anything we could do. Uh, we'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. If you could cook up the world's greatest radio station, what ingredients would you need? We'd start by mixing in high-quality, free-range wellness experts. Then we'd add in a generous scoop of the topics that matter most to you. Finally, we'd stir in a certified organic website full of helpful resources and garnish with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not some half-baked idea. It's on the air right now. Wellness Radio 1570, online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Al and Mike as they'll be discussing seven mistakes that can ruin your retirement. Now, if you're making any of these seven mistakes, wouldn't you want to know about it and immediately stop? Be sure to tune in so Al and Mike can teach you how to avoid them. You can listen to Money Matters with Al and Mike 2 p.m. Sundays on Business 1440 or call them right now with your questions. The number is 855-231-6010. If you're paying too much for your health insurance, listen carefully. Due to recent changes in the law, you could be overpaying $500 or more per month on your health care. There are new, more affordable health care options with better coverage. These plans are exempt from the Affordable Care Act and now open to everyone. Health care options with better benefits, costing 30 to 60% less than Obamacare plans and giving you the freedom to see almost any doctor or hospital in the country. Forbes calls this the health care plan that is saving families $20,000 a year. And over 1 million Americans have already taken advantage of this game-changing health care program. Call 800-239-7174 now to find out how much you'll save. Employers, you too can save 50% or more on group medical insurance with health sharing. Our licensed advisors can take away all the stress of finding the right plan for your needs and budget. Best of all, our service is free. This one call could be the best decision you make this year, so don't delay. Call now to see how much you can save. For your free quote, call 800-239-7174. That's 800-239-7174. 800-239-7174. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines.
never interrupt a great bass line. <laughs> Welcome back, King Band Show, Business 1440. Our thanks to John Spry from the University of St. Thomas for enlightening us on the on what truly is. We call that the deadweight cost of uh, uh, deadweight loss from uh, uh, taxes. Uh, what what he was talking about, and it's it really is. I it it is as if. Um, it is as if the governor somehow walked around Minnesota and took bricks and threw them through windows. There's a loss in the time you spend in repairing them. And yes, having two sets of books probably will make the accountants happier. They probably will make more money. But that's money that doesn't get invested in. And um, John's estimate of of nearly half a billion dollars strikes me as, as interesting. You know, uh, and so when uh, when uh, Department of Revenue Commissioner Cynthia Bowerly says there won't be a bigger state tax hike, tax bite uh, in an NPR article that was published yesterday, th- that's just nonsense. It's just not it's not true. Um, even if they now, I, I, I disagree. I was reading this from a, a friend's blog, uh, Gary Gross at Let Freedom Ring blog, who says you know people. People with higher income who itemize will pay more in taxes. No, won't. What they will do is they'll have to estimate their taxes twice, not just once. That's the problem. And to me, the bigger issue, and we don't talk about it as much because we can't put a number on it, but that doesn't mean it's the most important. It isn't the most important point. Is how does one plan what what you're going to spend? Um. What do you, how do you plan your investments? How do you plan your employment? Was this what my businesses were talking about? And I went all the way back in that first hour and talked about they were talking about uncertain and limited and 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 confusing. Of course they're confused. I don't think they really know. Um, uh, um, I don't think they really know what will what will happen. Um, as a result of the uh, uh, what will happen here going forward, I will say, and I didn't. I mean, I'm I'm trying to ask John questions. I'm not trying to debate debate him. But I will say, I my concern about the uncertainty costs and the and the allocative efficiency loss. It's a technical term, meaning meaning the the malinvestment that's likely to happen because we don't know what the return on income is going to be in 2019 is not solved by passing a one-year conformity bill. Would it make things better? Well, yes. If you passed it, if you passed it, you know, in the middle of the year, say in July or August in a special session that maybe was also caused by, by heaven forfend uh, some tornado destroying a city somewhere in Minnesota. Um, Yes, it would take out the half billion dollars that he's talking about, but it won't. But a one-year bill won't fix any of that other stuff. You need to sort of make up your mind how you're going to solve this, and how you're going to solve this. And 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 uh, I do think it has an impact on on the economy. Speaking of which, uh, Americans for Prosperity Radio over on AM twelve eighty. Uh, this afternoon at 4 p.m. with Jason Flores will feature uh, 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 Representative Jim Nash uh, from down in the 
Victoria area, who's going to talk about uh, the Minnesota economy and quote unquote corporate handouts. Um, not sure. I'm not sure exactly what he means by that, but it's a good reason to tune in and listen to that. And then the Justice Hour Sunday at four, uh, Andrew Parker on AM 1280 will be talking about. Uh, will have the mic to himself for the hour, and he wants to talk about about the North Korean summit and the and uh, the 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 uh, entry into the Attorney General's race of uh, of uh, Congressman Keith Ellison. That will all be over on AM twelve eighty, as you will find, uh, as you will find, uh, Mitch Berg, of course, our Narn partner, at one to three p.m. this afternoon, and Brad Carlson. Are we ready to announce Brad's news, Ross? Do we know if we can talk about that yet? You know, I one hundred percent am not sure. So. <laughs> I would okay. say maybe we should embargo it and okay. give people a, a reason to listen tomorrow. Yeah, we'll just give you a tease, okay? You 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 you, you might want to make sure you're tuned in. You should just you should just listen to either us here on Business fourteen forty or AM twelve eighty the Patriot all day long, all weekend long, because we're the place where local radio in news and in business happens. In Minnesota, you can get it here. Unlike you get it anyplace else, here is where you get that stuff. We started it here on the Narn. Don't you forget. Before there was Narn, there was really not much of anything at all. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number to call uh, with uh, with questions and comments to d- today. Um, great piece in the New York Times today. I I like this. This is a Greg Mankiw, at one time uh, a uh, chair of the Council of Economic Advisors for uh, George W. Bush, um, worth reading in the Sunday New York Times, um, uh, titled, Why Aren't More Men Working? Okay. Think about this. I find this interesting. If you go back to 19, from 1952 today, the number of women in the labor force rose from 34% to 57%. The number of women who are either working outside of the home or looking for work outside of the home, from 34 to 57%. But at the same time, the number of men in the labor force in 1950 was 86% of the population. And now it's at 69%. So isn't that interesting? 69.2% currently are are neither employed nor looking for a job. Okay? And so um, Mankiw goes through a few of the explanations for that. I find these these interesting. Um, if you, particularly if you look, though, at the number of, of uh, men who have lower levels of educational attainment, who lack any kind of post-secondary degree or even post-secondary education that didn't didn't result in a degree, that seems to to be, there are more women going to college now than men, uh, both two- and four-year institutions. Women, I mean, you just look around our hallways there and you can can easily see that uh, the number of women are greater than the number of men. That's one hypothesis that's there. Um, uh, and, and 
that's that's one explanation. Another one being international trade, which we haven't talked about. I haven't talked about what happened in Canada and what's going on with China right now. You, you, we we don't need we don't need to do that. You've heard me talk about that already. Uh, but what is interesting is this last piece. I wanted to read this. In a study for the Mercatus Center at George Mason University, Scott Winship reports that, quote, 75% of inactive prime age men are in a household that receives some form of government transfer payments, unquote. Mr. Winship, this is, this is uh, Greg Mankey speaking, Mr. Winship believes that government disability benefits in particular are one reason for the lack of interest in work. Okay, for this, moreover, the social safety net extends beyond government aid for many young adults living with their parents as a viable option, even if not an attractive one for all participants. And mentions that case of the, the kid whose parents went to court to get the kid to move out of their house. And then this one last point, which was also interesting, in a recent Harvard PhD dissertation, John Colinese documented the rise of what he calls in-and-outs, prime-age men who temporarily leave the labor force. While not working, those men live off their savings or the income of their spouse or cohabitating partner. Two-income households, which are much more prevalent than they were in 1950, reduce the cost for men, for males now, to take time out of the labor force. So, so it's interesting of whether or not we should even respond to that. Is that maybe that's just how households are now, and it's it's not that big a deal that we've had that number drop to sixty nine percent, and we've reached virtual equality in male and female labor force participation rates. We'll be back with the final segment after this. You're listening to the King Bangin Show on Business fourteen forty. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down the sand. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. 
This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, Taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. You probably know him as the man behind the Chronicles of Narnia, a literary classic that sold over 100 million copies worldwide. But there's a lot more to C.S. Lewis. Discover the intriguing and at times hilarious life of this literary giant with An Evening with C.S. Lewis. This special one-night-only performance goes live Friday, June 22nd at Calvary Lutheran Church in Golden Valley. Travel back to 1963 as actor David Payne shares Lewis's personal stories of struggle and triumph, from nearly abandoning the Chronicles of Narnia to meeting the American woman who turned his life upside down. Actor David Payne had this to say on studying up for his role as C.S. Lewis. Because I was playing C.S. Lewis, I felt obliged to do a lot more study on him. And the more I knew, the more I realized what an incredible character he was. We all knew he was a great writer. An evening with C.S. Lewis, Friday, June 22nd. Reserve your tickets now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. We spotted the ocean at the head of the trail. Where are we going? So far away. Welcome back, King Dan Show. This is 1440. Tickets still available for that evening with C.S. Lewis. Just sounds like a good time. I wish I could be there, but uh, Mom's in town. And so not only is Mom in town going to keep me away today, but it will uh, it will keep me away from C.S. Lewis, but it will also keep me away from, from you next week. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, with with another episode, another live edition of the King Banyan Show. But picture, go over TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Eating with C.S. Lewis. Those things are fun. Fifteen bucks. Come on. Fifteen bucks for an evening where, where someone's going to tell you about the life of someone really interesting? You ought to do that. Just, you ought to do that. You know, one of the things that I find interesting about about economics is always trying to explain things like this. There was a story in the New York Post this week uh, 139 taxi medallions in New York City will be offered at bankruptcy option auction. In 2013, a medallion fetched a whopping $1.3 million. Okay, now they expect the price to be somewhere between $160,000 to $250,000. Now, that strikes me as interesting because I, I love the story. I love this story because, of course, okay, listeners here on the King Banyan Show know that the, the answer to why is this happening is Uber and Lyft and other ride-sharing apps. Um, now, I lo- the reason I like this is earnings for yellow, for yellow cabbies, okay, that being the cabbies who drive the, the medallioned uh, 
iconic yellow taxi cabs. Uh, before taxes were at forty-five thousand dollars in two thousand thirteen, and now twenty-nine thousand today. So of course it makes sense if you're if you're not getting that fourteen thousand dollar a year premium, you're not willing to pay one point three million for the for the medallion. You're only willing to pay this fractional amount of say about two hundred thousand. So that one point one million was actually the gain to the cab drivers. That's the capital value of the gain to the cab drivers or to the medallion owner from keeping Uber and Lyft and all the other stuff out. But then they they sort of talked about, well, look, uh, you realize that uh, the estimated av- earnings of an Uber driver is really between $30,000 and $34,000. Many individual for hire drivers earn less than an hourly worker at McDonald's. Yes, that's true. But there's a lot more to the to the job than the wage, right? There's the ability to set your own hours. There's the chance that you might show up at the right time and get the right person and be able to make a larger amount of money. And you're in control of the income you have yourself cabbies have to share all their revenue back with the owner of the medallion those medallions are not owned by the cab drivers the cab driver is renting the medallion and giving part of the revenue part of the fares back over to the medallion owner so now the medallion owners are just making a ton less money as a, as a result of what's happening there and so that the, uh, economics explains this perfectly well Right? This is what's supposed to happen. Those two wages are supposed to equalize, just like men and women labor force participation rates in a world of equality would, would equalize. More economics like this on the next edition of the King Banyan Show next week. Thanks, Ross, for the production. Thank you, John Spryan. We'll see you soon here on Business 1440. Oh, thank goodness. Honey, it's Terminix. The ants are everywhere. I don't know where they're coming from. It's a good thing you called when you did. A single colony can have tens of thousands of ants. You could have one colony or several. There's only one way to find out. If pests like cockroaches, spiders, centipedes, scorpions, mice, rats, or ants have invaded your home. HQ, I've got a confirmed ant colony in the upstairs bathroom. Terminix will scour every hiding place and stop them in their tracks with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. For a free pest estimate, call 1-800-719-1227. There's a second colony in the downstairs crawl space. Repeat, two ant colonies. Terminix is America's leading termite and pest control provider with 90 years experience and expertise. I knew it. Found an ant nest 100 feet out in the backyard. We got him. For your free pest estimate, call Terminix, Defenders of Home, 1-800-719-1227. That's 1-800-719-1227. 30-day money-back guarantee at participating locations. Limitations apply. See plan for details. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. 
I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800-671-7070. That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. Great Garage Door has been serving folks like you since 1985. With an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, they're the people you can trust. Offering free estimates on new doors and same-day service on existing doors. 763-767-3000. Online at greatgaragedoor.com. Hey, folks. Dennis Prager here for Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. I've been telling you for years that they have a beautiful family-run store with the largest selection of loose diamonds in the state. Now, Continental Diamond is the home for Breitling Watches, the only independent jewelry store in the Twin Cities to offer these amazing Swiss timepieces. Favorites of pilots all over the world, check out the amazing selection of Breitling chronographs at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and find them online at ContinentalDiamond.com. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like bacon and eggs. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Your home for up-to-the-minute market updates. This is Business 1440 KYCR. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.